This morning, I want to I want to share from the Word of God a message I titled "Living as the Expression of God's Will." Living as the expression of God's will, and um, the Holy Spirit will speak to us. He is here with us. We're grateful for His presence, and He's been with us all through the service. You can feel His presence, and uh, I pray that you will allow Him to speak to your heart and and uh, touch your life today. In Jesus' name, Father, we thank you, Spirit of the Living God. Speak to us today. Your word tells us the entrance into your word gives us light. And we are grateful for that light of life. In Jesus' name, amen. Message is titled, Living Life as the Expression of God's Will. Uh, For most people, they don't care. They don't even wonder whether there is a will of God for their lives. And uh, I want to go into this message, but I want to say something first. Please bear with me, and I'll, I'll be real quick on this. But uh, if you didn't attend our all-night prayer meeting uh, some weeks back, you really missed out on something. Uh, God really was here with us and spoke a lot of words. Uh, I was amazed when it came to the time for us to speak over Pastor Wendy the words that were spoken to him about him going to Russia, and these people had no clue because we've kept that thing under wraps. So Jacqueline had some words that they were just like looking at each other. Wow, did you say something to her about this? <laughs> and that's why I wanted you to be here because uh, God really spoke through you and others that spoke that day. Uh, we were very amazed. We knew God was with us. Because there is no way anyone in this place and in that meeting would have known that this was developing. It was just between my family and Andy and his wife. I don't think some of the children knew about it. So we, God was with us on that day. We, we have him won another all-night prayer meeting after the fast in January. And I, uh, I ask that you be there. You won't be bored at all. Time, the time will go so fast. But your life will never be the same. Amen. Back. Living as the expression of God's will. Most people don't even know if God has a will for them. They don't care about God having a will for them. You were put on this earth at this time for a purpose. And you need to discover the purpose for which God created you. One of the purposes is for you to receive Christ as your Lord and Savior. Now, that's the main thing for you to come into His kingdom. But after you come into God's kingdom, there is a purpose that God has for your life. You have to discover that. Your, your life will never be lived to the fullest until you have discovered that God has a reason. You could have been born a thousand years ago. But God placed you on the earth at this time, and there is a reason why. You must discover that. There is a will of God for your life. And your life will not be full unless you do something to discover what that will of God is for your life. If you are a young person, this is the time to search. 
for the will of God for your life. And the will of God will take you from stage to stage. It's never static. But you can learn to know the will of God beginning from today, and then He'll lead you through life. And when you know that will, you will truly have full life if you yield to the will of God. So yielding to the will of God is the thing. No, most people, and I've heard this before, they say, well, God, I don't want to be a Christian because I have a feeling that if I give everything to the Lord uh, and, and serve Him, He might send me to some jungle in Africa. Yeah. Who told them that? I don't know. <laughs> for some reason, they got... I don't heard people say that. It's for some reason, they got into their, their head that God will, without a doubt, send them to uh, jungles in Africa where they have to deal with lions and wild animals. Well, I'm from Africa. It's not that bad. <laughs> but you need to discover what God's will is for your life. You were created for a purpose. You were created in His image and He placed you at this time on the earth for a purpose. Why go through life not knowing whether or not you have fulfilled the reason for which God created you in the first place? I like to know that. You know, some people think that when you yield, when you know the will of God, and some of us will know what God wants from us, but there is that little fear that if I yield totally to God completely, there's got to be something that's negative, that's going to come, maybe painful, that's going to come my way, and I'm not sure if I want to do this, it's going to subtract something from my life. But let me let you know this. The will of God, if you take on the will of God, it will never subtract a thing from your life. There will be ups and downs in your life because there will be troubles. But those troubles are not to break you. The troubles are there to make you, to bring you to the fullest. God's will, yielding to God's will, will never, ever take anything, subtract anything from your life. If you yield to it, you will have the best of life on earth. You know, I use the word, the expression Living life, living as the expression of God's will on the earth. Now, expression, that word means manifestation, articulation of God's will, the appearance of God's will. That's what that word means. Living life, in other words, when they look at you, they know God is at work in this person's life. And it's a beautiful thing. If you can find out what God's will is for your life and decide, you see, it's a choice, and decide in your heart that you are going to pursue after that. When it's all over, your life will be so great, you won't believe it. You know, people think, well, if I yield to God's will, then I'll do the little things. No, I'll never be recognized. And then let me tell you, when you totally yield to God's will, guess what you begin to think? I saved the world. That's what Jesus did. I'll save the world. I'll take the city. Paul and Barnabas, they go into a city, they want to take over. These men that have turned the world upside down, they come to us. Because they totally yielded to God's will, they, nothing could stop them. 
When you yield to God's will, you're going to be successful in life. It may not come overnight. The beginning is usually not as good, but the Bible tells us the end is always much better than the beginning. So don't quit. Now is the time to begin to yield to God's will. How important is knowing God's will? How, is, how important is, is it for you to take in God's will and desire to live and express God's will? In your life. You see, what God is trying to do is to express His person in you. Amen. That's all He wants to do. He needs a being on the earth through whom He can express Himself. Demons also need people through whom to express themselves. You understand what I'm saying? They want to express themselves in loss. They want to express themselves in greed. They want to express themselves. They want to be seen. That's why men want to be important and all of that. And God, that's a spirit. The devil is a spirit. The demons are spirits. The same way God is looking to express Himself in the world. He wants people to see that He is God in your life that's what he wants to do and when God expresses himself in your life it will be a beautiful thing to behold amen how important is this Ephesians chapter 5 verse 14 through 17 says therefore he says God says awake you who sleep arise from the dead and Christ will give you light a light Christ will give you light See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. In other words, don't be stupid, don't be unwise. Hey. <laughs> Where did that come from? Excuse me. Now understand, be able to piece together God's will for your life. Don't be unwise. Be wise and understand, be able, that's the word understand, be able to piece together what God's will is for your life. That's saying when you can piece them together, you, you're ready. To go, to get to the top. Because sometimes it won't be very great. Sometimes you'll feel like God has abandoned you. But you know what the word says. You know His will. You know you are in His will. So even when things are going down, you have the understanding. You have been able to piece together the will of God. So you don't care about what's happening. You know God is taking you somewhere. Notice also, it says to redeem the time. That you shouldn't walk as... A fool. But as the wise, when you have not been able to piece together God's will for your life, you will walk on the earth as a fool. And you won't redeem the time. Because it says, because the days are evil. What does that mean? Redeeming the time, take every, uh, take every opportunity to do what is good. If you know the will, will of God and you've pieced it together, use every opportunity to do that which is good because doing that which is good is sowing seeds. And when you do what is good, 
He says, Blessed are they, merciful, for they shall what? Obtain mercy. You, you are not unwise. You are wise because you have been able to piece together God's will for your life. And you are redeeming the time. You take every opportunity to do, to do what is good. Every opportunity to sow seeds of goodness so that you will have a great harvest. Because you know the will of God for your life. It's so important to know God's will. How important is this? Colossians chapter 1, verse 9 and 10. Paul tells us, for this reason, we also, since the day we heard of it, since the day we heard of your faith and love of in, uh, the love for the people of God and for the Lord Jesus Christ, we do not cease to pray for you and to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of what His will. We couldn't stop praying for you. We know you are Christians now, and if you're not one, you can be one today, because God is calling you to be filled. He wants you to be filled with the knowledge of His will. So you are so full with the knowledge of His will, when they squeeze you, guess what comes out? His will. Amen. Amen. So every time you get squeezed, every time difficulties come up, come up against your life, guess what comes out? The manifestation of His will for your life. The expression of His will for your life. I tell you what, if we will fully understand that God doesn't back off, back off His will, that He stands ready to make His will good in our lives, then you wouldn't even hold back anything from Him. Just throw yourself in fully. I'd like to go back to that scripture. It says that we may be filled with the knowledge of His will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. Spiritual, not natural understanding. You see, the natural understanding will tell you this guy is going to be painful. People are going to speak against it. People are going to ask, where, how can you do that? Where will the resources come from? You don't seem to have that good wisdom. and sure your accent is not good. Not kidding. <laughs> so you tend to be discouraged. But you know you have been able to piece the spiritual understanding. Piece spiritually the will of God together for your life. He says that you may walk worthy. When he says don't walk as so you may not walk at full as fools, that's not saying to do this. Let's live like a fool on the earth. He says that you may be able to walk worthy of the Lord. Only when you have spiritual understanding to piece together his will for your life. That you are able to walk worthy. In other words, when they see you, they see God's glory. Something is going on in this life. Something is going on in this life. That you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to Him, being fruitful in every good work. You know, when we talk about fruitful, when it says fruitful in every good work, you know what He's saying? When you do something good, it comes right back to you. <laughs> Being fruitful in every good work. You are redeeming the time. You are taking time to sow seeds of goodness. Constantly because you know His will. His will is to be good to others. His will, you are sowing seeds. And He says you will be fruitful. And fruitful in all things. That's His will. 
that you will be fruitful in every good work. Every good work. Everything you do. Everything we do on earth is work. And if you are in the kingdom, it's work. So when you're doing it, it's going to be fruitful. You start the business, it's going to be fruitful. That's a good work. Amen. You decide you want to do something to reach out to these people, he gets, he gets it. That's a good work. He gets fruitful. Anything you want to train your children, get them right, guess what? He's got to be fruitful. Piece together God's will for your life, and you will have fruitfulness in every good work. And then you will increase in the knowledge of God. Do you know God's will for your life? And Jesus knew God's will for his life. Not only did he know the will of God for his life, he yielded fully to God's will. He held back nothing. John chapter 6, verse 38 through 40. It says, For I have come down from heaven not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. You know, the danger of doing your own will when it's not God's will, sometimes it seems like God is with you because everything is going well. So you are deceived to think that's God's will. Everything is going well. If you are looking at the fact that things are going well, you must be in God's will. You are prospering. You must be in God's will. You have been deceived. You have to be able to piece together because, hey, trouble is going to come when you're not expecting it. And if you, you are not planted in His will, you have no solid foundation to stand. You're going to come down and there is nothing to hold on to. So Jesus said, For I have come down from heaven not to do my own will, but the will of Him who sent me. Notice, He had His own will. But He set His will aside. You have your will. But if you will set aside indecision and making that decision, set aside your own will and turn and fully embrace the will of God, then you'll be just like Jesus. You'll take over the world. Amen. Just a little guy, some, no, just in a little town, Galilee. Huh? 2,000 years ago. Died in the cross like a common criminal. <laughs> you can't find anyone that they've written songs about like this one man. It's all over the world. Amen. But he said, I didn't come to do my own will. Can you? I like to say that. That I wasn't born to do my own will. I am doing the will of God fully. I'm not holding anything back. But notice, Jesus told us exactly what that will is. What God told him to do. He said in verse 39, This is the will of the Father who sent me. Now, he's already told them, I came not to do my own will, but the will of the Father that sent me. And then he told them what the will is. Would you like to know what the will of the Father that sent Jesus is? Well, that's what Jesus told us here. This is the will of the Father who sent me. That of all who has given, all that he has given me, I should lose nothing, but should raise him up at the last day. That was the express will of the Father. But then he went further and then he elaborated on that. 
He said, and this is the will of him who sent me. I want you to know the will of him who sent me. You as a man, I want you to know the will of, the, of God that sent me. I'm doing the will. I've put my own will aside. And I'm now fully on the will of God. I'm driven by the will of God. My breathing is the will of God. I am totally focused on doing the will of God. Now let me let you know what the will of God is. He said, this is the will of the Father. This is the will of Him who sent me. That everyone, say with me everyone. Everyone who sees the Son. Everyone who sees the Son. And believes in Him. Not only seeing the Son, but believing in Him. He'll give eternal life. Have you seen Jesus? That's a good question. Everyone who sees the Son and believes in the Son will have eternal life. That's what it says. Will have eternal life. Everyone who sees the Son and believes in Him may have eternal life. And I will raise Him up in the last day. So He talked about raising the person up in the last day. Because that was the will of the Father for Him. But that's not the only thing for you. You have to see the Son. And believe in the Son. Get into His will. And He raised you up in the last day. The last day is for you to get to heaven and live with God. If you are not saved, you won't have a last day with Jesus. But if you are born again, He's going to raise you up in the last day because you have seen the Son and have believed in the Son. How did you see the Son? We see the Son through the Word. Jesus is the Word of God. He is the will of God. If anyone sees the Son and believes in the Son, I'll give you eternal life. Eternal life is not something that you have when you, that you receive when you go to heaven. You will have eternal life right here. When He raises you from the, from the dead and takes you to heaven, that's when to go to heaven. But right now, we are living the life eternal. And that life filters into every area of life. His life gave us righteousness. I cannot be more righteous than Angela. I received the righteousness from him. His life will touch your children. Touch every area, your finances, your job, your education, your retirement. All of these things. His life will touch every one of those. That's eternal life. I came that they might have life and have it more abundantly. God means what he said. The problem is, whoever sees the Son, amen, the Word of God, and believes in the Son, you need to both see what God says about your life and also believe it. When you believe it, eternal life will go into operation. To fix whatever it is that needs fixing. Whatever it is. Your family going crazy, find the expression of his word, of his will, of his son in the scriptures. And he, the Bible says, what if some don't believe? He says, so be it. God will not deny himself. He still do his work to, for those who believe in him. So that's what it is. He is that expression. The Bible tells us in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 7, that Jesus himself said it. He said, 
I came in the volume of the book to do your will, O Lord. He is the volume of the book. So when you see the book, those pages, they are loaded with spiritual benefits in the scriptures. Every one of them, spirit behind it, the spirit of God behind every page that you read and every promise that you read in the scriptures is the will of God for your life. We have been lied to too long. And we are depending on ourselves. Now in uh, Philippians chapter 2 verse 5, the Bible says, Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Let this mind, in other words, you allow this mind to be in you. In other words, have the mind of Christ as a believer. Let this mind be in you as it was in Christ Jesus. What kind of mind did Jesus? John chapter 5 verse 30 tells us this. This is what Jesus himself said. I can of myself do nothing. Amen? Amen. That was his mindset. And that was the son of God. So when you are looking at your own resources and your own righteousness, the goodness and the going to church and all of that and the number of times to pray, all of those things are good. They are really geared to help you understand and accept His will for your life. The praying, the studying of the Word of God, going to church and all of that, they are just designed to mold your heart so that your heart will accept this will and accept His Word into you. And when that word enters into your life, it's like in the beginning, remember the Bible says there was confusion in all the earth, the earth was void. When that word comes into you after you've been molded and the word speaks, let there be awake, awake. He'll give you light. And all of these things begin to come into place all of a sudden. When you allow the word of God into your life, it's so important. Let that word come into your life. He says, I can of myself do nothing. That means no thing. If you have that mindset that it's not you, only the Lord. Many Christians, before long, they begin to think, even ministers, they begin to think that maybe I'm so special, I got this gift. Uh, Jesus didn't have that kind of mind. Constantly, he knew, and he, he and he, the Son of God will say that. Who are you? What do you think you know? He said, I can of my own self do nothing. I think we should be saying it every day. I can of my own self do nothing. Jesus said that. He, lay, he gave us the example. And look at what he said. Look at what he said. As I hear, I judge. I can of my own self do nothing. Myself do nothing. As I hear, I judge. I judge. And my, right, my judgment is righteous because I do not seek to do my own will, but the will of the Father who sent me. Notice what he's saying. He's saying, I can of my own self do nothing. So what I have done is I have yielded my will to the Father. And because I have completely yielded my will to the Father, 
The decisions that I make, the words that I say, they're right. They're always right. I make the right judgment. When I judge, I judge rightly. Because I've totally abandoned myself to the will of God. So I can begin to go. My judgments are right. So the decisions you make in life, when you yield totally, it's not going to subtract from your life. It will make you in life. The problem is, for you and I, is being able to yield to what we know in the scriptures. Because there are all these contrary voices telling us, no, it cannot be so. Did God say that you shouldn't eat of this fruit? And all of that, they said, I can't be. And we're listening to all of that. And we're a little bit afraid to, to step out of the boat and walk with Jesus. We're a little timid. So we stay in the boat doing our own will, leaning on our own understanding. And as long as you do that, you'll never walk on water. There will be no miracle. He said, because I've yielded my will to the Father, now I've taken His will. The book is written of me, the volume of the book is written of me to do your will, O God. He abandoned himself and he's leading us to do that, to abandon our own will and say, today I'm putting everything down for the Father. I tell you the truth, if you will challenge God that and say, God, from now on, if you will tell me what to do, I'm willing to do it. (sighs) I don't know whether to digress, time is gone. But... I heard this story of this fellow who was telling the Lord and saying, God, he said, I just want to do your will. Tell me whatever you want me to do. I, 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 I want you to do it for me. And I believe this true story. I read it somewhere. I've forgotten where. Don't ask me. Uh, but this guy was pleading with the Lord as he was driving at night. And saying, God, you need to show me your will. And he was telling the Lord, whatever you tell me to do, I'm willing to do. And he said, the voice of the Lord spoke to him and said, is that right? He said, yes, Lord, I just want to do your will. Whatever it is, just let me know. And the voice of the Lord said, you know, see that uh, little uh, shop where they sell, what they call, the little shop like uh, Valero? Yeah, gas station, where they stop. Is that gas station? Convenience store, that's right. Thank you very much. And then he said, I want you, God said, I want you to go there and, and, and stand on your head. With your, with, your, with your leg all the way up. And the guy said, okay. Doesn't make sense, but I'll do it. Because he already, he was so strong, he couldn't get rid of it. He knew he had to do it. Meanwhile, the guy at the the the, the register at the cashier there, he had me back. The cashier's register. The guy, the guy started praying to the Lord and saying, "God, if you are truly real, like they say you're real, I want you to tell somebody to come in." He thought he was joking. Come in here and stand on his head. Hallelujah! Thank you, Lord. Yeah. And the guy got through praying. And this gentleman walked in thinking, this is stupid, but I have told the Lord, I've got to do this. And he went to a corner, stood on his head, and the other guy was like, huh? I'm sure he was shaking. I'm sure he went to church that Sunday morning. (laughs) 
But you see, when God decides to use you, that's what it does. Things are not going to be that easy. But when you obey him, and I know of a man also, Dave Robinson, he started obeying God, stepping out, and his life has changed. He's touching the world today. When you yield to the will of God completely, Jesus said, my food is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. John chapter 4 verse 38. When you make that your food, nothing is too small. People say, when I give God my whole heart and I give him, I want to do his will, I will begin to think small things. No, when you give God your whole heart, you want to take cities. You want to build kingdoms. And nothing becomes impossible to you. You begin to think like he thinks. And you think your thoughts are your thoughts, but they're coming from him. And you wonder, how am I saying I'm going to do all of these big things? He's God that is sharing with you in your heart. And that's what to do. Yielding. You know, God requires change in our lives. And change, we don't like to change. Change is kind of a difficult thing for us. We hate change. You know, you know you need to move from this place, but you're a little bit timid. How am I going to do this? How is, how is God? Is God in this? You're a little worried, but it's change. We have to renew our minds and, and begin to think the way God thinks. That's what's limiting us. That's why we cannot do great things. I'm not looking at what you see by the grace of God. I've decided the Ark Fellowship is going to be great. Don't know and don't care. Just believe in the Lord and begin as the visions, the thoughts come into my head. Let's God, we can do it. And God will be there for us. He won't fail us. We yield totally to His will. We have to do that. Let this mind be in you. Become the expression of God's will. So that when they see your life, they know God is good to you. Amen. God is good to you. We have to renew our minds. Romans chapter 12 verse 1 and 2. I beseech you therefore brethren by the mercies of God that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. That's a simple thing to do, to present yourself as a living sacrifice. And do not be conformed to this world. Don't allow the thinking of the world mold you. Don't allow impossibilities stop you. Don't be conformed to trying to put those things, piece them together understand the will of God that's what you need to understand piece together and go for it but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is good when you renew your mind according to the word then you are able to show the world what is good and what is acceptable what is that perfect will of God They look at your life and they see the will of God. you know why God wants to do that? He wants the world to know. I believe that. If you start from the top, they won't recognize it. They will only recognize something going up when you're coming down. But when you start from the bottom, when God takes you up, they recognize it. And that's what God wants to do with you. Every one of you. You... You're just locking into his will. You say to this morning, I'm going to yield totally to your will. Tell me what you want, and I'm going to do it. And if you do that, things will begin to change. Now, the first thing God will do is give you a test. Just like he did that young man. Go and stand on your head. If you fail that test, he says, I I know I can't do business with this fellow. It's gone. But you need to understand the will of God for your life. 
the will of God is to bless you. The will of God is to bless you. The Bible says in 3 John chapter 1 verse 2, Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. Please give me a little bit of time today. Okay? Can I get just five minutes more of your time? Please? Thank you. I really appreciate that. Because I, like, I want you to understand so that you become fearless in life. Become fearless. You know there are negative circumstances, negative words. You just don't care because you've locked into his will. His will will make you. Hebrews chapter 1 said, Upholding all things by the word of his power. His word is the word of God that's holding everything in place. When you got that word inside of you and you're locked into it, you're not going down. That's why God said you will be heard and not tell. Above and never beneath. That's what it is. When you hold on, that word is going to make you. And God will put his desires in your heart. The Bible says the desires of a righteous man shall be granted. God will grant it. He says, I want you to prosper in all things. How many things? All, that's the will of God. Prosperity is the will of God in all things. In your children's lives, your home, your education, your retirement, your bank account. He wants you to prosper in all things. That has to do with material things, physical things. Then it says, He wants you to prosper in your health. That you are strong, you are, you are not sickly. That means you can, that's not saying you can't be sick, but you're not sickly. You're not afraid of sickness. Amen. You know that God has told you you are the healed. Therefore, all those crazy diseases that belong to the Egyptians, they're not coming into this body. This is the temple of the Holy Spirit. When you begin to imbibe that and believe the will of God for your life, it's His will for you to be healthy. It's His will for your soul to be prosperous. For you to live a righteous life, to live a holy life by the power of the Holy Spirit who is in you and with you. That's what He wants. I was shocked this week when I read this. And I please get it. He says, the, uh, Proverbs 10 verse 15. The rich man's wealth is a strong city. Amen. The rich man's wealth is a strong city. We are in difficult times. The economy is bad. And things are going bad. I'm looking at, since the economy is bad, this is the time to prosper. Amen. Yes. I don't have to depend on the economy. This is the time to prosper. God is going to do it. I'm depending on God and no man. This church, we've said it. We don't. We have no lack. I've been. I was thinking. You know, I asked the Lord. I need ten thousand dollars a week. Sometime back. I didn't tell you, Irina, but you know, God has been doing it for us, right? Yes. We don't feel. I don't look at the congregation. I look to Him. And the time is going to come, I'm not going to be looking for 10,000. I'll be looking for 100,000, 200 million. Amen. And God has never failed me. Never. Never. I don't depend on the congregation. I talk to Him. He'll make me. I'm willing to go down and humble myself. Let Him go. Amen. He is faithful. Do we have $10,000 come every week? Never. That's never. It doesn't ever happen. Sometimes more, sometimes. But we're doing well. We're doing well. We're doing well. We're doing well. We're not, we are not in lack. 
We're doing well. We grew more. We had more offering this summer than we've ever had since the church began. And that's when I was hearing from pastors in summer, remember the offering is going to go down. Not this church. We are in the will of God. Amen. We are in God's will and God is leading us. And we will do whatever we set our hearts to do. Nothing is going to stop us. Because, you know, he, he says this. I'm going to go to this. The rich man's wealth is his strong city. The destruction of the poor is his poverty. The destruction of the poor is his poverty. That's in the Bible. So many Christians, you know, I was taught, you know, I need, you know, earlier on that we have to be poor and holy, you know, poor and holy. I don't know how you can put those two together. God is not poor and holy. He's holy and very rich. I mean, He's so generous. He, I mean, look. And we need to be like our Father. But if you don't have it, how can you be generous like your Father? You are the expression of His will. How can you be generous when you don't have? You get to have to be generous. It's His will. The thing is to lock in into it. Forget all the natural circumstances around you, because the Bible says not to lean on our own understanding, but trust in the Lord with what? With all your heart. Why do you have to trust Him? Because sometimes He seems like not going well. And then you want to abandon your trust. But God says, don't look to those. Look to my will. Be wise. Be a man of understanding. Piece together God's will so that you can walk on the earth as wise people, not unwise. That's what he's talking about. Poverty will destroy a person. Nothing is an evil thing. That thing is evil. And it's never God's will. God wants to make you a showcase. If God is good, then they should see God's goodness in your life. Amen. Amen. We sing God is good. Well, I don't see any goodness here in your life. How can I know if God is good? You are the expression of His will. You are the manifestation of His will. Amen. And I got to see that in my life. That's why I can clearly say that I'm depending on God. We will never know want. We will never. God's children don't beg. We won't beg. So we stand firm. Look, I'm going to end with this. Deuteronomy chapter 28 verse 10. Then all the people of the earth shall see that you are called by the name of the Lord and they shall be afraid of you. That's his will. He wants to make you a showcase. They will recognize in your place of work that God is with Just like they did Joseph. Remember Joseph? They recognize God is with Joseph. I cannot afford to lose Joseph. I need him. Same thing with Daniel. Amen. We need to recognize that. And that's what God is. He says, I want to bless you so much. That everyone will see and recognize that you are called by my name. And they will be afraid of you because they know God is with you. God is with you. I didn't say that. God himself said that. Now Isaiah 50, uh, 61, he says, instead of your shame, you shall have double honor. 
And instead of confusion, they shall rejoice in their again portion. Therefore, in the land, they shall possess what? Double. Possess double. Everlasting joy shall be theirs. Verse 9. Their descendants shall be known among the Gentiles. You see, God, even it will affect your own children. And I've, I've said it, I don't worry anything about my children. They are going to be great. One day, this word is going to stand out. Because their mother and I, we believe God, and I'm going all the way. The children, are, they are, they are, they are, their destiny is set. I'm not looking at burying my children young. It's never going to happen. Never. Never. And this stupid stuff, they said, let them go so they are wild old and then they will come back that's never going to happen to my children never they will stay in the house of God I don't have to carry the Bible and beat them over the head all the time they have their freedom but they are going nowhere and they will be great in this land your children also will be great in this land your children will be because you are trusting in the Lord God always looks past you to your children your descendants he says your children will be known I will reveal to the people in their generation that they belong to you and they belong to me. Yours are mine. Amen. We are the expression of his will. Amen. He says it there. Their descendants, your descendants shall be known among the Gentiles. And their offspring, (laughs) your children's children, among the people. I am so glad I have a wife who is a believer. So both of us can raise godly children. And in the future, when one is doing some great stuff, yeah, he's sowing into that. Thank you so much. Amen. Yes. When, when they see your children great in the land, they are senators, they are lawyers. And when I call them, I say, you remember, I'm your, I'm your papa from church. You remember, you got to write me this document, okay? And you'll do it free from me. That's your children, amen? That's you. That's what God, that's the will of God. The will of God is not bitter. The will of God is sweet. The bitter part of it, Jesus took away. And now, all we are left with is goodness and mercy. When God cleansed us, He brought us into His throne room. He says, I want you to gain access to my throne room. That's why the veil was torn from top to bottom. He says, I want you in my presence. And as you come into His presence, you bask in His presence. His goodness, His mercy, overshadow your life. His grace poured out in you. If you recognize, seeing the Son, and believing. You come out, those things will make you in life. If a man makes you, another man will unmake you. But when God makes you, no one will unmake you. Please stand up this morning. Thank you for giving me the time. <laughs> the real boss, who, know, who knows my real boss? Who knows the real boss in this church? <laughs> Amen. I would, lead, I would like our prayer partners to please come. If you are believing God for anything, I'm saying to you that this morning God is going to grant it. If you will agree with somebody here.
I need you to come up. Let's pray God's will into your life. Let's pray this morning and our God will answer from heaven. Angela, Irina, you guys come back here quickly. (laughs) Amen. Whatever you need, I can say prophetically this morning, God will grant it to you if you will come. Thank you, Jesus. If you don't know Christ as your Lord and Savior, this is the time to just say from your heart, God, I am giving you my total will. I'm holding nothing back. I'm giving everything up. I'm going to serve you. And goodness and mercy will follow you all the days of your life. Because Jesus is with you. Thank you, Father. Whatever you need from the Lord this morning. Whatever you need from the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Would you please raise your hand, the rest of us? And just thank Him. Just thank Him this morning for His goodwill for your life. Thank Him this morning for His goodwill for your life. Father, I thank you. Give unto your children the will of God that you have deposited in their hearts. May they be great in the land. Let them be first and not last, above and never beneath. Let your will be fully manifested in their lives. We give you praise right now, Lord. We thank you for your love for us. In Jesus' name. And God's people said, Amen. You're dismissed.